Hello and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lavie. And this week, we're wrapping up Season 2 of Mr. Mercedes. And it's a doozy. It's... Yeah, there's so much that I don't understand. Okay, well, we'll get into okay. it before we get into it. All right, how was your week? My week was okay. It was busy, and I kept busy, and um, I had a good weekend, I think. Good. I'm very glad to hear and that. And yours? Same. You had... I had what? Heart issues. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't... I had... I I have new tires now. Four of them. All at the same time. Yay. <laughs> yes. The roads around us aren't very good. They're not good, and I... My check tire light had come on on the trip back last week mm-hmm. on Monday, and uh, I figured I was going to get an oil change anyways, and i just have them look, because sometimes... The tire is fine, right? But the thing comes on, and I had, and then one of the guys we work with was like, "Hey, did you know there's like a hole in one of your tires?" And then I went, and they were like, "Ooh, your tires look terrible. You need three. And I was like, "Well, then I kind of need four, then, yeah. don't I?" <laughs> so. Four new car, new four new tires, and an alignment later. That sounds. I mean, it's at the end of the month, right? it was rough. It was a. It was rough. It was a rough day. Today was a rough day. Uh, I invoiced a bunch of clients. Tomorrow I will be getting paid for those invoices. Oh, that's good. And then I will be able to breathe again. But today I was like all day. I was like, "What's on auto pay? What's on auto pay? What's on auto pay?" So, hey, auto pay seems like a good idea until until it, it doesn't. Isn't. It exclusively <laughs> right. isn't. Yes. Because um, we're stuck with this commitment to oh. I forgot. That's that's a part of my life now. I have to make sure there's that much in the bank to cover this. Exactly. Which so. is why I don't do it anymore. I'm uh, generally I don't. I like for my personal stuff. I don't do an auto pay. I'll Here's a pro remember. tip too. Uh, check if you have a shady credit uh, rebuilding card that allows you to double your credit limit if you pay on time for a certain number of months mm. when you set up your auto payment and they decide to take it two two days later so you miss oh. the due date and then you have to pay $35 a month in Did late fees twice yeah wow. so i went on i opened my statement today and i was like what is this fee uh-huh. what is going on because i set it up to take mm. out on the you know to pay on the day it's due, mm-hmm. which means I should never be late. Right. But then they're like, oh, it might take two additional days. Um, and I'm like, well, that's shady. Stunning how you can be nickel and So Yeah. But it's not things. even just nickel. I mean, right. I mean, it's, it's getting into significant yeah. more amounts of money. So I moved that date up five days well, good, today but to keep just, that from happening that again. That is really... It's really mm-hmm. crappy, but yeah. they, you know, prey on people. It's, it's what they're doing. So, yeah. So, take a look at your auto pays, y'all. Uh, I also, I was I'm a little bit fortunate because one of my eight, one of my debit cards just expired. So mm-hmm. I have updated most, but maybe not all of the things that come out uh, on auto pay. Yeah. So I'll get pings over the next couple of days of. Hey, so we tried to charge you, but it didn't go through. <laughs> and she buys me a little bit of time, but yeah, no. Was, today was today was a little a little tight, but should be good tomorrow. Yay! Yeah, I, and it means that I came home and had lunch 
at home today, and I will be having leftovers for dinner tonight <laughs> because we have food at home. Yes, we do. Fortunately, we are fortunate that way. All right. Do you want to get into these episodes? These final episodes. How long have we been doing, Mr. Mercedes? It feels like it's just... We've well, done the two seasons back-to-back, yes? No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 it feels we that did way to me. Castle Rock in the middle. Oh, that's right. Castle Rock. But we did do Mr. Mercedes and then Castle Rock and then Mr. Mercedes. So since November, right. basically since Thanksgiving, we've been doing Mr. Mercedes. Uh, we're not done yet, although I don't. We'll, we'll talk about it. Right, because we'll we're not sure about, about the accessibility of the last season. Of the last season, precisely. So it's supposed to be on Peacock. I don't want another thing. If it's free on there, then mm. maybe that's an option. I, I don't know. But before we get to next season, let's talk about this season. Right. Uh, and first up, Walk Like a Man, a Frankie Valli song and a and a Howie Mandel movie that made me cry when I was a kid. I don't know why. I, didn't I just even know that Howie Mandel made movies. Oh yeah, in the eighties he certainly did, or at least he made that movie because I definitely saw it when I was a kid, and I definitely pair it in my brain at least with the boy who could fly, which. Which I have seen. I actually own that movie somewhere. Um, And, let me, he did a lot of TV, and he did, you know, Bobby's World, the cartoon. Okay, I do remember that. Uh, And he was the voice of Gizmo in Gremlins. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Really? Uh, Apparently. He also was, in Muppet Babies, he was Skeeter, Animal, and Bunsen. These are things I didn't know. No, I didn't know that at all. And he was... In 137 episodes of Staying Elsewhere, as both Dr. Wayne Fiscus and God. So, okay, that's not strange at all. Uh, But Walk Like a Man is a comedy about Howie Mandel, who was raised by wolves and is reunited as an adult. With the wolves? With his real family. And it stars Christopher Lloyd and Cloris Leachman and Howie Mandel. And that's a movie that I saw when I was a child and don't remember other than seeing it as a child. (laughs) That's what I remember. It's a comedy. I don't know why I think that it makes me cry. But, well, this IMDb thing, the user review this headline is sentimental contrived schlock fails on all levels, though it has heart, which means I definitely cried when I was a little kid watching it. <laughs> that description just seems so self contradictory. Fails on all levels, but it has heart. So then, not all levels. <laughs> right, exactly. That means that there's a level most, that didn't, most it levels. wasn't soulless, so therefore yeah. it succeeded at something. That's so funny. Yeah, it is just like. But it, but I, it gets me every time. I'm like, well, then rethink all of what you just I'm really said. Finding myself as I maybe as I get older, or maybe as I've seen more films, getting really irritated with film reviewers who miss small details or miss details that, that like make a huge difference. Right. Yes, right. Like that's not even what this was about, you dipshit. Right. And it's, I can't <laughs> go into details because it'll just make me sound sort of like no, a, I know, a but you, that's but it's one of the reasons I don't. I am not a member of IMDb Pro, and right. I never intend to be a member of IMDb Pro because I feel like the people who write reviews on IMDb are 
the worst people the worst. Generally, I find so that I just they have don't. no idea what they're it's talking It's like about. reading the comments. Right. Just don't do yes. it. Right? So I didn't... That was a very long review. I didn't read it. Uh-huh. It just read the headline, and I was like, got it. <laughs> uh, also, it wasn't a one star. I think they gave it like four stars. <laughs> out of out of ten. Out of ten. So. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It has yeah. heart. It has heart. But it fails on all levels. So I need my movies to have no heart. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So Walk Like a Man. We see Brady and he is doing this, that. Mm-hmm. Walking down the along the highway. Uh, because this is rural Ohio where they do not have sidewalks. Right. Unsurprising, frankly. He's wearing a doctor's coat and scrubs and uh, a baseball cap, I believe. And he comes to a car, which apparently he has, he steals. You don't really see him do that part. Uh, okay, we'll talk about that too, because I have, I have very, like, I'm very confused about well, the end of this. So, so is, the, so are the makers of this, because there's a lot of how is it possible, and the and, and the characters in the show are like, no, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. What I felt like. <laughs> So he steals the car. How did he steal? Uh, why is it? How is he still talking? How can he talk? I don't know. Well, he can talk. Right. No, you no, can talk with a trach too. How is he able to walk? I don't know. Uh, well, um, how is he able to walk? I don't right. know. Uh, science isn't able to account for it. Next, that's it. Science is not able to it account for it, and we just move of the fuck science on. Science fiction movies that end with there are some things we are not meant to know, or my favorite from horror movies older horror movies, somehow, some way, this picture has come to life. And you're... Okay, somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way, does some it way. You wrote this. It right. could be How whatever you way you know? want. <laughs> you should know your own story. Right. Uh, now, to be fair... Okay, you always say that. They, I, I don't want to be fair. They say <laughs> write what you know. They say write what you know. Right. Sometimes I would just like to write a story about a thing where I'm like, well, I don't know why it's like this. It's right. just like this now. <laughs> and why does it have to be my fault or my job to come up with all of it? Me. <laughs> yeah, no, this is it it's there's a lot of convenience in this whole mm-hmm. second season yes. that is explained away with less than nothing. Right. And I do appreciate them asking though. Yes. Because the whole time I was like, how's he walking? How's he walking? His muscles are atrophied. How is he walking around? And they yeah, ask exactly. that, and the doctor's like, uh, science can't tell us. And I'm like, well, at least you know this shit is inconsistent. Well, I felt like the answer was strange side effects of the experimental drug. I mean, yes, that's got to be it. And that covers everything. Which they could have literally just thrown in another thing saying something like, if it regrows or reattaches neurons, it might be able to but do that for muscle fiber. That. that. <laughs> they didn't I know. even do the basic fundamental work of covering their ass. They just like, I know. who knows? Uh, <laughs> There's something man is not meant to know. Oh, it's totally nuts. What aren't they meant to know? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> okay. But I did appreciate at the very least they were like, we're addressing it there are wonder. to address. Just not <laughs> this is answer. weird. But we're not going to answer them. Right. But we are going to acknowledge them. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay, guys. Uh, the cops are like swarming the place because, you know, that he's got to be here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Except, nope. And they end up uh, 
seeing the security footage just showing him walking the fuck right. out. So, cool. Uh, Antonio and Felix have a little conversation where Felix is like, I played the fifth. I need a lawyer. I'm scared. I think I urinated on myself. <laughs> just, he's really uh, uh, a lot. And, uh, and then just unsubtly, just as unsubtly as Felix and Montez talking in front of an unconscious Brady right. that they knew could hear him, hear them. Uh, Montez and Hodges have a conversation of, I'm not a cop. I'm not a DA. Anything he says to me, I don't have to talk about. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Good idea. And he leaves the two of them alone, at which point Bill takes out the happy slapper, which is a character in the books. Like, he's got it with him all the time because he's not supposed to have a gun. So he has, I don't know what, it's full of ball bearings, a sock full of ball bearings. Which will indeed fuck you up. Yes, they and, will. Uh, That's an actual, genuine street weapon. And then Bill's like, I have nothing to lose, and um, uh, the, and I will fucking kill you if you don't I'm say what the hell. I'm troubled right now by easy scenes of police brutality. He's not police. Exactly. So that, that, that's <laughs> but yeah, just, Bill gets real policey in these right. last few episodes, which is a, a bummer. Because I'm right. just like, oh, I don't like when the protagonist is a cop. Well, and it's not. But you want to hug him. A cop. <laughs> it's also that he's using the kind of tactics that yeah. in real life are horrible. Yeah. Because they get used on people. And, yes. Uh, and again, it's the it it, um, it doesn't show any foresight in that. At no point while he's whipping around this thing and hitting this guy to get this information, does he ever um, does it occur to him that any information he gets won't be admissible anyhow? He doesn't care. Right. He. Hodges, at mm-hmm. this point, please know that he does not care if he if if uh, Brady sees a courtroom. Hodges plans on killing him. Okay, if he can find him, he's going to kill him. Like he's ma- he, he he's pretty clear about this. I think Montez is feeling the same way. Like, yeah, I want to prosecute him. That is why I was working both sides and and working with Felix, right. sort of. But also. He's too dangerous to be out there. And Hodges will... Hodges doesn't care. He'll, he's like, nah, I'll spend the rest of my life in jail. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, and also, find find a, find a jury who will convict me. <laughs> Do it. Uh, so, then we see Brady... Sweet talking a lady at a store who he's getting a scarf to cover up his trach. He's she's like he's like buttering her up and saying her uh customer service is excellent and then he like mushes her away, like shoes her away when the news report with his face comes on mm-hmm. the screen. Very convenient. And uh then We've got Felix spilling the beans a little bit to Bill about the drugs he's been administering. Administering, he says that Brady walking does defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. Yes, we were stimulating his blood flow and things, mm-hmm. but his muscles would have atrophied. Right. He shouldn't be able to walk. Just like we said, we were right. We could be doctors too. Well, we could be. <laughs> Doctors in this world, yes. Uh, and then he figures that 
not only was Brady the the only thing that kind of makes sense is that he was conscious the whole time mm-hmm. and he was doing exercises and moving when nobody was watching yeah. and he was more conscious and aware for a longer period of time than anybody thought and i'm like probably since the first time you shot that drug in his yeah. head if i had to guess which what day was that <laughs> like, <laughs> you you have records right bill relays everything to Montez and then it's like uh, I need you I need I need protection for Ida I need protection for Holly and I need protection for Jerome because Brady goes after people that I care about these are the people that I care about Donna's away mm-hmm. and Brady he figures Brady wouldn't know about her which is probable yeah. actually Montez is like we don't have the resources and I'm like now, granted, this is a small Ohio town. They probably have 17 police officers, well, but, but Yeah, still. but when they need to arrest, uh, what's his name? There was a dozen cops there. You're not so, wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Felix goes home to Cora, his loving wife, who does, in fact, make it all the way through. She's watching the news. Uh, she's like, Brady's escape is all over the place. Uh, Felix is, what was me? What was me? My life, my career, my life, my career. I'm going to jail. And he's, she's like, you're a hero. You've changed the course of medicine, and we have stock options. If she says, doesn't she say stock options stock like options. once an I episode? Think we should take a drink. You should. That is time. that would make a good drinking game right. for this season because this bitch, real hung up on the stock options. And I'm like, but whose name were they? Because <laughs> I don't think they're in his name. If I had to guess, of course, like the people in China are ecstatic. They're set for life. He's like, you're set for life. I'm set for jail. He's, she's like, you're handsome and famous and about to be rich. And those people don't go All to jail. All those things make you really, really, really popular in jail. Well, or you just never go to jail because you can buy your way out of it, which I don't quite know what happens to him. Well, that's kind of what I want to discuss when we're at the end of this, because I yeah. feel like there were so many... Because we see her at the end, right. but we don't see him at the end. There's so much that I have no idea what happens. We don't resolve yeah. Jerome's story. We no. don't, um, and we'll talk about Lou, which is another story that I want some kind of hint about well, how it's resolved. And yeah. We'll, so we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, the DA, we don't know what's going to happen to them. We we don't really. It just sort of well, ends. It's, the second of, and they knew at this okay. time that they were getting a third season. Now, why they did this storyline mm-hmm. this time, right now, right. and then call, we'll okay, get into so it. We'll get into going. it. <laughs> Brady shows up at the Babineau's ho- house with the taser, tases Felix for the hell of it, and is like, tell me what the fuck is going on? And he, they're like, so we definitely dosed you, and you definitely still need to get dosed. If you don't have it in three days, you're it's you're going to deteriorate and maybe die. Oh, and also, sometimes the lab rats got glioblastoma, which is a brain tumor, which Brady knew and I knew. And I'm like, mm, more Grey's Anatomy. This is more Grey's Anatomy medicine. The only reason... That a Joe Schmo on the street knows what a glioblastoma is is because they watch a medical drama at some point. I mean, it's fairly rare. Mm-hmm. I hope that's 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 why the majority of people know what it is, right. and not that they had somebody who who dealt with it. Uh, so, and then Brady is like, 
what did you do to my head? I feel different. And Felix is like, I just released some cranial pressure. Because when he was awake under sedation, having brain surgery, Felix was threatening him. We yeah. don't know if he did something. We don't know. Uh, he says he didn't. But Felix says a lot of things, mostly. Please don't kill me. <laughs> don't put me in jail. Even though I did all the bad things. Um and Felix insists that he didn't do anything, uh, and she, Cora tries to offset. She's staring at him. She says he's a miracle, uh, and Brady calls her out for flirting with a comatose man, and I'm like, right? <laughs> uh, then Bill and Holly and Ida and Jerome are all together, I think, at Finders Keepers, mm. and he's like, we're closing. Y'all need to go. You need to uh, find another place to be until he is caught because this is not... You're in danger and you got to go. Jerome suggests that Felix had Brady moved and he's actually still under lock and key. And Bill's like, nope. <laughs> I can definitively tell you that's not the case. And uh, tries to kick Holly out. And Ida's like, nope, I was nice to him when he was the the... Ice Rest cream man, down. and I'm not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> and Holly's like, um, no, no, probably Holly not. Just though, says no. just no. And Bill uh, tells Ida that Donna's safe in Seattle, and Jerome is like, "There's a net over the entire city, so he's gonna get caught." Or right. you know what I mean? And uh, Bill's like, "I don't believe a it." Horribly physically weak man who's just come out of a coma. He's he's he can't get far. On foot. I could beat him up, right? Which is why he's got a taser, so he comes we'd have to avoid that. But okay, uh, no. <laughs> he comes over to this house, right? Yes. Here's a perfectly healthy man and his perfectly healthy wife. Are you sure? Well, she's you know. Well, she, yes, he has all that energy delicate. for masturbating all the time that we saw from episode one, which played no part in the rest of the program. But so. There's a really sick man who can barely stand with a taser in his hand, and somehow he's holding them hostage when just she could just conk him over the head like she's everyone also, does. Well, yeah, Holly everyone showed you how to do it. Right. Um, there's a there's a blueprint. Mm -hmm. She just didn't do it enough. <laughs> yeah. So back at the Babineaux's, mm -hmm. Brady's basically like, if I die, everything that you've done is for nothing, right. and you're basically going to be a murderer. Right? Because you experimented on me when I was yeah. unconscious. Which is still illegal as far as I can tell. They all have a vested interest in his good health. And then he asked, what's the prognosis? And, you know, Babino's like, you have to get back to the hospital. The effects are temporary. You'll need another dose within three days. And then the side effects, once right. again, brain tumors. He, Brady is like, now we're a team. And he likes being part of a team. And he knows that former him wouldn't have liked being part of a team. So he's got some issues. Then he tases Felix to, I guess, try and shake that shit out. Uh, and then they're going to go for a drive. Bill's back at his house, loading his guns. Because, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what he would do. Holly comes in and she's like, uh, this seems like the safest place I could possibly be. Especially and, with all your guns up. And Bill's like, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. And he says he's done discussing things. And 
if Brady shows up, he will take him out. Mm-hmm. She's like, I mean, I tried to kill him, so it's not like I can talk she you out of that. Kill him effectively, it's like they just insisted on keeping him alive for whatever. Right. Way. She has this. There's a, actually a very lovely little exchange between the two of them here, where she's like, "There were like little hard bits on my clothes after mm-hmm. that night, and right. I realized there were parts yes. of his brain." And that was a highlight. And when she washed them away, she felt that the cleaner, that she felt cleaner and she felt the world was cleaner and she mm-hmm. liked that feeling. And she's like, I- I'm fine with you extinguishing him. I don't want you to get hurt in the, in the meantime. Very pragmatic. Then we've got Felix, Cora and Brady uh, in driving to the police station. They park outside and Brady's like, they won't know who I am until I take off my sunglasses and asks Cora to get into the back seat where they have a very cringy conversation. And he basically begs her to kiss him because the only person he's ever kissed was his mom. And he's like, if I go in there, I'm not kissing anybody else. <laughs> That's going to be a wrap on my whole life. And I'd like to know what it's like to kiss an attractive woman. So that he ha- he has been very open and honest uh, mm-hmm. out loud with his words about the fact that he had an incestuous relationship right. with his mother. She kisses him, but it's like not a, a quote-unquote real kiss. And so he says, do it again. She does it again, and he's crying when they stop. And I'm like, this is bananas what's happening right it now. Was a, there's so much else that needed to be addressed that having that scene didn't really do anything, frankly. It was just, like you he said, He says, weird. I get it now, which is interesting. Uh-huh. And then he says, don't put that into your book. Because uh-huh. he knows this bitch is writing a fucking book. And I'm like, Ooh, that's that's pretty good. That's prescient, actually. Uh-huh. I like that. Uh, they go, all go into the, the police station where Brady gives himself up. They take him down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Then we have Bill and Holly going to Lou's place. She's like, I think Brady might have been like becoming code, which, as we right. said, very lawnmower man, almost like as Stephen King was like, well, if you're going to make my story into that, I'm stealing yeah, it back. Stealing you put idea. my fucking name on it. So I guess that's my story. then. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, get it, I guess. She thinks he was in the monitors and in the handheld devices, mm-hmm. which is why he could see what was going on. Right. Bill's like, you got to get out of here. And she's like, no, I'll just get a gun and I'll kill him. I thought about it in the hospital, but I didn't have it in me. I didn't, but I didn't think he had it in him to do what he did. And he definitely did. And then on the news, they're releasing the information that Brady has turned himself in. To which Bill is like, what? (laughs) Like, he cannot. He can't figure can't out believe it. what the move is because Brady doesn't make moves without thinking them out ahead clearly. Right. Uh, we've got Montez and a detective in an interrogation room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brady is like, he's basically saying, I know I did the things that I've been accused of, but I. I can't believe I would have done them. I don't like that I'm the person that did them. And then he's also throwing out things like, he squeezed my testicles and well, I see, don't know why. <laughs> and this, I'm like, mm. This story becomes, why would anybody believe what Brady says? Well, because he's on drugs, he's but also from a coma. So nothing that he's saying is untrue. But nobody <sighs> else knows that. So why everyone just sort of fesses up and said, yeah, I squeezed his balls. 
Why would you do that? Well, unfortunately, Montez told Bill that too. Okay. So there are but he also witnesses to his line. He does, and will later. Right. But Bill also admitted that mm-hmm. at one point to somebody. So there's corroborating evidence right. out there. I don't right. know how it overlaps necessarily, but the other thing is. I'm pretty sure all that shit is on camera. Yes, well, that's what made that's the whole, the thing, other thing. Uh, the I'm whole like, theory about him exercising when no one was looking. Because he was monitored constantly. Well, except Montez wasn't called up for doing that to him. Bill wasn't called up for doing that to him. Okay, so this is Lou was in hole. there and was never... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I think that they were recording him, but as long as he wasn't mm-hmm. physically altered, right? they didn't watch that tape. And just like most security cameras. Like, they don't have a dude just watching a comatose patient 24-7. Well, he was, see, he was hooked up to all the machinery. Right. So if he was exercising secretly to get into shape for his prison break, they probably would have noticed You'd that. You'd think. Unless he was in the machine, they never talk about that again. But except to say, Lou thinks that he was in the machine. Was the weirdest part of the end of this is that you set up this whole science fiction arc where he's incredibly dangerous because he can escape and have another existence and blah blah blah, and then they just drop it in the last two episodes. It's like they never address the fact that he's become this superhuman being. Who can do this? Right. And I kept thinking, okay, there's going to be at some point. At some point, he's going to right. He's going to manipulate the. They think he's going to die, but he's escaped into the. You know, and you set up this really amazing kind of superpower he has, and then just drops it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's odd. So that was the odd choice, the oddest of all the odd choices. Yeah, let's let's get through the right the the actual what, and then talk about the whys. Um, So Brady. says that he turned himself in because he's guilty. He should be locked up. He says that the doctor did something and now he has regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, he waves his rights. He'll tell them whatever he wants. He describes how his father beat him, how he killed his brother, which, once again, I need them. To, I was so sad that they didn't. They weren't like, yeah, I killed him twice <laughs> because he definitely did kill him yeah. twice. And I feel like that's a piece of, like I just feel like he would say that. Uh, Montez suggests they talk about the job fair. Brady's like, I don't recognize that person. Uh, that person must have snapped. The person he is now would never do that. He talks about how Bill tries to kill him by pitching off his oxygen supply. But once again, that's another thing where I'm like, we didn't try and kill him. Because if he tried to kill him, he'd be dead. Which Bill says later, nothing stopped him but him from pinching off that yeah. oxygen supply. If he just kept holding... He wanted to kill him, he could have killed he him. Could, he, and he would have. Yeah. Uh, Montez is like, this isn't about him, it's about you. Brady's like, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm guilty, I won't, con- I won't contest the death penalty, but I want my brain sent to Boston Hospital where they do postmortem studies on the brain. Because he wants to be infamous right. forever, right? Which is what old Brady also wanted, right? Oh, that, people will remember him then. Right. Yeah. Then there's... This is sort of when time starts getting real squishy mm-hmm. in the last bit of this episode and into the next episode. I think this episode keeps it pretty concise, but the next episode gets real weird and unfocused on time, and I'll explain okay. what I mean. 
uh, when we get there. Um, there, there, uh, Ida, Holly, and Bill are watching TV, and Cora's on a talk show. And she's like, this drug could cure Alzheimer's. Um, then there's a need to test it on serial killers because they're net lost to humanity. Which is wild. They all are like, this broad is good at what she does. <laughs> That's why she's got stock options, yo. And Cora says, uh, Brady should be locked up in a medical facility so he can continue getting the drug and be studied. Continue getting the drug and be studied. And Bill's like, oh, this if he doesn't keep getting the drug, he'll die. That's so why he turned himself in. Out. Which, yeah. yeah. Uh, Montez shows up and, and talks to Bill and he's like, hey, did you, uh, did you try to kill Brady at one point? And he's like, and so <laughs> I think he literally says so if I tried to kill him I would have killed him and Montez is like look I'm on your side but they're like they're gonna maybe be after you here when we see Felix and Cora at home they're going to bed and she's like you gotta get in front of the p- press you need to call a press conference you need to tell your story we took Brady to the police we're the good guys and Felix asks what it was like to kiss him and Cora says that which was also strange. What? First, she says, don't ask me that. And I'm like, I mean, fair enough, but he's definitely going to ask you that. And second, she's like, he didn't, at that moment, he didn't seem like a monster. And she's like, did the surgery that you did, could that have changed him? And Felix is like, it's possible. And I'm like, well, see, what it sets up is that they're not certain of it either. Because yeah. this becomes his major claim to why... I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- we'll, supposed we'll, to keep him we'll alive. get there, yeah. yeah. So the next day, Bill drives to the police station. He's listening to police, or, you know, radio station about Brady. Uh, when he gets there, Montez warns Bill about the detective. And I'm like, wouldn't Bill fucking know the detective better than Montez? Like, Bill mm-hmm. was a detective. Right. He worked with this dude. But maybe he came from somewhere else and doesn't know him out of the jurisdiction. I don't know. It's really weird. That whole little interaction, I was like, uh, your dad was a detective, but also Bill was a detective, like, two years ago. So this dude's old enough that they would have known each other, I would think, professionally. But uh, And then Marks goes after Bill. Did you... Did you pinch his line? Maybe. He did, and he doesn't have any regrets. Uh, then uh, they name drop the the attorney that Brady has gotten, which I guess we're supposed to know. <laughs> and, uh, want, and Shields usually puts law enforcement on trial, and Bill's like, uh, Brady killed dozens of people and tried to blow up thousands more. So, what the fuck? And Marx is like, but you might be a weak link in the chain. Uh, You harassed Sadie and Al. You withheld material evidence about about Brady, which contributed to Janie's death, at which point Bill's like, fuck you! Fuck you! (laughs) And there were apparently enough notes in Pete's file Mm -hmm. that Bill could have been charged with obstruction, but then... Pete died in Bill's kitchen, and Bill's like, fuck right. this. Fuck this noise. And uh, Marx is like, loose ends make me nervous. And really hate the show. And, uh, right, asks if Bill thought he was shooting Brady when he shot Al. 
And Bill's like, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Mark tells him don't leave the jurisdiction and asks if he was drunk when that when he pulled a gun on the kid Which that is came over completely his irrelevant, really a year point. ago. Yeah, no, it's he's just trying to throw everything right. at him. So Bill leaves, calls Donna, is like, uh, I'm gonna need a lawyer, so could could you call me back, please? And Montez says, I think he's gonna be charged. You're gonna be charged, you need to get a lawyer. Bill goes home. He and Holly are watching Fred eat. And then Holly wonders why he, Bill was allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. And Bill's like, well, if he if he really wants to get at me, he'll bring me in too late to be arraigned today, and I'll have to spend right. night, the night in jail. Uh, and Holly's like, the world is upside down. And Bill's like, yep. Uh, then we see... Felix holding a press conference saying healing is important. Uh, Lou is watching. really familiar. And there's a gun on the table in front of her. Uh, And the police arrest uh, Bill. They come to the house and arrest Bill. And then we see back to Felix on the, you know, on the TV saying, we can learn from Brady and Brady represents hope for everybody. And then, of course, Bill is put in a cell, he sits down, and what do we hear? Right. Hello, Detective Hodges. And we Hodges. should really go directly into it, because it's... And they yeah. are sitting next to each other in in the cells, at which point I'm like, oh, they're recording this. Yeah. They didn't tell Bill that this was happening, but he's not actually under arrest, under arrest. He's right. there to get Brady to say some shit. Brady's like, it's surreal that we're in jail together. And uh, Marx and Montez are watching on monitors. And Montez is like, Bill knows what buttons to push. He'll be able to get Brady to break from this bullshit. Because mm-hmm. they just think that this remorse and this I'm a new person is bullshit. There's a little back and forth. I will say, we talked a little bit about Harry Treadaway before. I feel like he does some good acting in these two episodes. Uh, I don't. I still don't know what to believe about his mental state and situation. But what I will say is, he seems different. He's holding himself right. differently. His face is softer. Like he's not clenched or some. I don't know what it is. Well, they do resolve that for you in the, the program. You get to know what his actual state of mind is. But they do, uh, the writers do a good job of writing around that and making it seem like, because making it more ambiguous, I guess, because he, obviously he's trying to manipulate the scene with, and it's a good scene. There aren't very many between... You think that it's clear what his mental state yeah. is? Because I don't. Yeah, but I'll tell you what okay. where it comes to me later. Um, Brendan Gleeson and uh, the actor's name again, you just said it. Harry Treadaway. Have a really good scene here in They're the They're really song. good. They've been really good together this but whole time. the problem time. is they don't get to spend much time together. No, they don't. And so they don't get to spark off of it. So this yeah. really is a scene that you wanted to see for a long time. Yeah where they confront each other, and the way that um, Brady is trying to manipulate him by bringing up all these things that he said, and then trying to manipulate... Because uh, clearly... Well, not clearly. Again, we'll discuss that later. He is trying to manipulate 
uh, Bill into making a mistake, it feels like, by bringing up, oh, I blew up your girlfriend, I'm really sorry I blew up your girlfriend, yeah. and he keeps hitting this note. Yes, yeah. And then trying to get him to take action against him. Yeah. And I mean, to the point where yeah. he offers his hand and says, right. you know, it'd actually be cool if you killed me because I'm right. going to die either way. This seems like a win-win for both of us. At which point, Bill grabs him by the throat. Right. And... <laughs> pulls out his little trach plug and says, he was choking, he was choking. Right. And Montez was like, he was choking, look, it's in his hand. I'm like, okay. And that's when they let Bill out. And I'm right. like, okay, well, that was that was what they wanted. Right. right. They, they wanted that. For now, they say Bill's going to get out. Mm-hmm. Donna has bailed him out and is like, you've been processed. And Montez is like, don't fucking mm-hmm. talk to the, co- the press. Like, just don't. And... Uh, Donna goes, you know, as they're walking out, Donna's like, oh, look, I'm not a criminal attorney. So if this continues, then you need a criminal attorney. Also, even if it doesn't, because he says, Montez says that they're probably not going to file charges Mm -hmm. against me. Brady could still sue him in civil court. Bill's like, okay, great. So I had an epiphany. And she's like, what? And he goes, I want to tell you I had an epiphany. And she's like, what? And he goes, can we have dinner? And she's like, no, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm not hungry. And she's like, okay, fine, tomorrow then. And she's like, fine, whatever. That was cute. (laughs) And uh, so the next day, there's protesters outside the courthouse where Brady's being arraigned. Right. uh, Demanding justice. Uh, Bill and Holly go inside and a reporter, uh, somebody asks for a statement and they refuse it. Uh, and then in the courtroom, the trial begins and Brady Br- Brady is brought in. Now, this is where time gets fucking weird for me because I'm like, okay, wait, we're to believe that one or two days after he turns himself in, we're starting a Whole trial? Yeah. I, I don't know. not how right. the justice system no, works. This is 18 months if it's a day. Th- that is the amount of time that would pass. Cora's got a baby by now. Like, right. there's no way that this happens this quickly. So that was why I was like, how Something much time has passed? got dropped, her baby. Her pregnancy was just... Well, it... it She's only still. She's only yeah, two months what pregnant. What I mean is that it's another thing that got brought up and then sort of like doesn't weigh into the the ending of the story at all. That's, but it, I, I don't know. know what I don't know what it would. Uh, well, then why bring it up? Well, to keep them together. Okay, maybe that's like it. to maybe give the, the relationship. They, a little bit of glue show brings up things in a, in a relationship sort of that it. they absolutely shouldn't be in. So then there's this whole thing where Brady's uh, attorney is basically bringing up not even an insanity plea, mm-hmm. but a competency plea. He's basically saying that the person sitting at the defense table is not competent to help in there in the defense because he is not the same person who committed the crimes. There's a lot of problems with all of this. Uh Not least of which is Brady still remembers doing all of the things. If you have a memory of doing, that's the thing. Like 
on the things where it's like, oh, he's a different person or a changed person or whatever, the the personality sitting there does not have a recollection. Like in a DID case, a, a dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. If if if, for instance, one of those identities committed a crime, the other people, the other identities in that body don't have a recollection of that. So they should not be put on trial because yeah. they were not there. That's so crazy. Brady remembers what the fuck he did. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so he could definitely put on a defense. How did you feel? Because the other thing about is... About the, the legal... Um, because it essentially becomes a courtroom drama for it, it's, Yes, the, the whole end of um, this is courtroom drama. Which is a weird direction which, to take. Here's the thing. Uh, what do I love? Yeah, I know that you love them. I love a courtroom like, drama. I had, hate this courtroom drama. This we, courtroom drama well, pisses me all the way up, except I really love the end of this courtroom right. drama. Well, but <laughs> Okay, so David E. Kelly used to be an, yes. an attorney. Yes. Um, and he's and produced, produced any number of yeah. lawyer shows. Yes. And his co-writer on this episode was Jonathan Shapiro, <laughs> who was a, a former assistant U.S. attorney. Oh, Jesus. So Interesting. I kept thinking... Between the two of them, there's going to be some sort of rational wow. argument. That's why this is what they came up with. This and, yeah, doesn't make any sense because he's he basically he's written episodes of Boston Legal and right. the Practice right. with uh, with David Kelly because they did a, you know an attorney they, and a right. former U.S. attorney, right. a district attorney, and so between the two of them, you would think they could come up with something more reasonable than this really wild defense argument. At the end, um, but it just was so weird. And it's, yeah, because there is uh-huh. something to an argument like that, right? But if if the person sitting there remembers what the person sitting there had done mm-hmm. and the reasons person sitting there had done them, right? then that person that's sitting there is that person who should be on trial for these crimes. This is the equivalent <laughs> of, yes, but that was before I knew Jesus. And therefore... Okay, yeah. That, it's that it kind is of that argument. kind of second... Right. Uh, second. I'm a changed person now. But born I'm again. born again. Right. So therefore, I shouldn't be held... As, shouldn't yeah. be held responsible for my prior actions. Exactly. Well, no. That's not... And that's not how... The same thing, too, with, like, addicts. Yeah. You apologize for the things that you did, but also you take ownership you of those things. still have to be responsible things. for them. Yes. Yeah, and if somebody legal, doesn't yeah. want to forgive you, mm-hmm. you have to accept that. You can't just be like, but I'm better now, so you yeah. have to. Like, no, 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 no. I was very hurt, so we're not, we're not doing that. Uh, it's... I have a bi- I have a big problem with I don't like I said I don't have a problem with that storyline and that argument mm-hmm. if Brady said I don't even remember right. anything that happened before I woke up in the hospital if that's the case we've got a fear situation mm-hmm. is that the name of that movie with Edward Norton um, no it has a really ridiculous title it has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Um, I'll look it up. Okay, I thought it was something fear or fear. Yeah, something. some primal fear. Primal fear. Which That's right. Doesn't. Yeah. Like, what is it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, primal fear is animals, the things that kill you. So there's doctors that mm-hmm. have different takes on him, but the argument right. that Bill and 
Monta has kind of come to is they know him now. Mm-hmm. They don't know who he was before. So they can't tell if he's different than he was before. Yeah. The person that can is, is Lou. Lou. Uh, now, before we get to Lou, meanwhile, we've got uh, Bill telling uh, Donna what his epiphany is mm-hmm. in a very funny scene. Uh, they're at dinner, and he his epiphany is basically, I was obsessed with Brady because of the case, not because I needed something to obsess over. Yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. And it's sort of him going... Clean slate. I, I'm not going to take the weight of the world on my shoulders anymore, and I'm a safe place to be. Like okay. I'm a you know a safe bet was basically what his argument was. And we'll see what she thinks about that. Or we won't. Uh. And there's then they have a culpable culpability. Sanity conversation before mm-hmm. that, though, because she's like, "Well, what if?" And Bill's like, "No, it's bullshit. He's he's the same fucking guy. Right? He's the same guy." And then that's the that's fundamentally Bill sees the same guy. Yeah. Holly sees the same guy. Montez sees the same guy. Um, and they want the expert on Brady, who mm-hmm. is Lou, to testify that she sees the same guy. So they go to Lou and they pitch that look. There's all these doctors, but they don't know. They're not an expert on him. You're an expert on him. And she doesn't think she could do it. But um, Bill is like, Holly, you know more about anxiety than anybody I know. So talk her through it. And it's very sweet. And she does. She's like, you can do it. She becomes the the support for someone. It just seems so odd. But yes, it's perfect in in this case. Yeah. And... There, Lou agrees to go meet with Brady at the jail. Mm-hmm. Um, the the judge agree allows for it, which in a, in a very funny. Actually, I was like, I appreciate this judge because the defense tries to argue you can't force a defendant to meet with a prosecutorial witness. And I'm like, every one of those doctors could have been a prosecutorial witness, depending on what, what she's like, of course I can (laughs) shut up. And I'm just like, Ooh, I like that. Uh, also, yeah, don't as, tell the judge what she I can do in her out, own courtroom. When we were watching it, this is so far outside of the bounds of yes, what a court regular. would ever have to deal with. Yeah. You can't not. Yeah. Every allow for single choice unusual. is going to be yes. up for appeal mm-hmm. because there's no precedent here. Yeah. So you do the best you can right. and you make informed choices, right? So, uh, so Lou goes into the jail sits down they talk she's like i don't want to look at you brady apologizes she says do you remember what you did and he says yes i know that this hand did it but i it felt like it feels like a different person mm-hmm. i'm like if you remember it right that's a different person lou accuses him of scamming the system and brady's like i don't care you know and then they talk about the conversations that they had and how they goofed on roby and uh, Brady says, it's hard to imagine him hurting her. She says, you killed me. You stabbed me and killed me forever. And she asks why. Brady says that Mr. Mercedes, and they've started 
taking pre-coma Brady, mm -hmm. taking the calling pre-coma Brady Mr. Mercedes right. as, as a separate entity from Brady Hartsfeld, uh, was finishing a masterpiece and uh, thought that she, that Lou would turn him in. And it was the only time he felt. He didn't feel when he killed... Uh, his brother. His brother. Really killed the crowd or mowed through a crowd. Um, anybody else. Yeah. He didn't feel any of that, but he felt when he stabbed Lou. Uh, and he wants her to forgive him. And she says something like... What does she say? You are my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really sad. Uh, Bill and Montez are out at a bar, and Montez is like, I don't want to call her, but I'm going to call Lou. Like, I don't want to put her through that, mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to. Right. And also, the feds are drafting a habeas petition to have him transferred to Springfield to be studied. Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and he's like, I thought this case would destroy, or like would make my career and I would skyrocket and instead it's destroying him. And uh, he's like, Brady killed my dog. And yes, Bill's like, he killed my girlfriend, so fuck off. Uh, the next day, Bill and Jerome and Holly all meet with Ida at the gazebo. The gazebo, guys! It's Chekhov's gazebo, and it remains standing through the whole of the episode. And they have tea, and they offer to toast each They all toast each other, and Bill's like... And and basically, they all just say, we love you. And he's like, I love you. And then, let's drink our tea before it gets Which cold. Which is really silly. Ruff, ruff, ruff. I like that scene. Um, I love it. I'm glad that we got really all, I was like, we're having a scene in the gazebo. Because we've been yeah, meeting at the gazebo this whole goddamn Because thing. at this point now, he has just gotten used to these people in his life. I mean, in the last episode, yes. they're all sitting around watching television And together. once again, that was, this was explicitly... Right laid out in the show when Donna mm -hmm. was like, or when Ida was like, Brady gave you the life that you have. Right. He gave you Jerome, your relationship with Jerome and Holly, gave your relationship with Janie, and then by extension, I mm -hmm. guess, back to Donna. But, you know, the life that you have now is right. because of Brady Hartsfield. And, and so I, uh, I like this scene. It feels kind of... Um, I don't know. I mean, it had to happen. It had to happen this way, and it's really well played, but it does seem like, oh, isn't it lovely that he has all these friends now? And uh, I like that they're so gruff about like it. Like, Holly's fucking shut up. That you love me. <laughs> that, how she just runs with that. Like, yeah. you didn't say it, but yeah. you love me. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's very cute. Then uh, we're at the courtroom, and Lou is going to testify, and we see them going through the metal detectors, at which mm -hmm. point my brain went, whoop! <laughs> for good reason um, Bill and Holly and Lou walk through Lou's like I don't know if I can do this a reporter comes up to ask questions Bill like shoves him away mm -hmm. uh, and Holly's like the hardest thing you'd ever have to do is get in a room with him and you've already done that so mm -hmm. it's all downhill she goes I used to she goes when I'm when I think I can't do something, I I say that I'm going to hold my breath forever, which, of course, is impossible. You can't hold your breath forever. But next to holding your breath forever, whatever I don't want to do seems less daunting. Right. So then I do it. And she goes, 
So just tell yourself you're going to hold your breath. But don't hold your breath. Take deep breaths. <laughs> and Bill's like, okay, okay. <laughs> like he's not crossed over to where you're not being helpful. Yeah. And it's weird because at this point, once again, we see Cora is in the the room, in the courtroom. Right. And Felix is not. So I don't know where Felix goes. Another loose end. Lou goes up onto the stand. She basically says he seems a little different, but he's the same person. And he he's changed some, but I've changed some. I was like, she needs to say that she's also changed. Like, everybody in this room is different than they used to be. Yeah. That's how humanity works. And she's like, he might have changed some, but he's still the same sociopath who stabbed me. And yes, he absolutely understands what he did, because... That Brady and this Brady are mm-hmm. the smartest, most intelligent person I've ever met, I've ever known. On the cross-examination, his Brady's attorney says, did he cry in your meeting? And she says, yes. I didn't, had you ever known him to cry before? And she says, no, which is wild because I know a lot of people who I've never seen cry, yes. but I would never say that they don't and never have. Like, uh, that's pretty bananas. But yeah, then Lou's like, look, we've all changed, and none of us will be the same, largely because of what was done to us by that motherfucker sitting in the chair over there. And um, then Lou is dismissed, and she walks across the room, and I'm like, why are they letting her walk this way? She's going to walk by the defendant's desk mm-hmm. table, right next to where Brady is, which I was like, there's no way that they would have this courtroom laid out this way. And she gets up into his face and she says, I don't forgive you. And she pulls out a blue gun and shoots him through the eyeball. That gun is 3D printed. I was like, oh, she was 3D printed again. <laughs> that's why That's why they showed her going through the uh, metal detector at the beginning right. of the scene. I was like, okay, well. You set that up. So she's got yeah. a weapon. And you see him go down. Like, his head goes down. She throws up immediately because it wasn't really in her to do that. She'd been pushed to a point where she was desperate, I yeah. think. Uh, so, yeah, she shoots him and she vomits immediately, which I thought was really... I don't love watching people throw up. It was really realistic. It was. I was like, yep, that's exactly what the fuck would happen. And you do see him with a big hole in one of his sides, in what, where one of his eyes is, and he smiles a little bit. Is mm-hmm. that where you that's think? Where, that's where you think? I think that what we've seen both there and earlier with Bill is that he is trying to take someone down with him. Yes. And so he's provoking Bill by saying, I, I kill, I'm so sorry I blew up your girlfriend. Do you remember when I blew up your girlfriend? She yeah. blew up really good. He just yeah, right, keeps right, right, pressing right. this button. Yeah. And so he has some satisfaction that he did. He doesn't see anything other than being able, able to manipulate one last person Yes, into a situation where their life is now ruined. Because right. It feels very much like a Kevin Spacey yeah. end of seven, spoiler alert, uh, wrath envy situation, right? What's in the box? (sighs) We see a newscast saying that Brady was declared dead Mm -hmm. at like 3.06 that afternoon. Um, And ironically, he's the one who taught her how to make a 3D printed gun. And that uh, Mr. Mercedes being dead has made a lot of people happy. 
And then this says the next day Bill is sitting on his lawn painting, but I don't think it's the next day. I think time has passed. And Bill is sitting on his lawn painting, which we had seen a scene earlier where Donna, where he was like, I'm going to, it was when he said he had the epiphany and he was just going to be a normal retired person or whatever. And uh, maybe I'll get out my paints. I haven't painted in forever. So Donna comes out and he's painting Fred. She's like, oh, the likeness is spectacular. We look at it and it is a very amateurish painting She's like, I'm right here. Why don't you paint my portrait? And he's like, I could never capture radiance. And he goes, I can't even capture Fred's radiance. I can't do this for shit. Like, I am not good at this. Uh, Painting would be hard, uh, as you know. As I know, yes. And uh, so Donna goes to take off. Oh, before he go- she goes, she says, hey, I'm going to Seattle next week to see Allie again. Do you want to come? Mm-hmm. He's like, what would she say about that? And apparently it was her idea, so he okay. would love to go. We go, we look back, and um, there's a just a yellow ball sun in the upper corner of his photo, or of his painting, and he flashes back to the tennis ball that appeared in his yard went to sort of kick this whole thing off, and he draws the sort of weird smiley face in the sun in black paint. And I believe that's a wrap on, yep, on that. So that's the end. Oh, here we go. So apparently when Montez and Bill are in the bar talking about what they're going to do, this is where Montez gives us a rundown of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Brady could go free years down the line if he's declared a different uh, person, if they just put him in a medical facility. Felix is meeting in Sweden to get a Nobel Prize, and then he's going to China. He's le- he's left the country, so he doesn't go to jail, I think is what has happened. Medical schools are advocating that Brady be studied. The Chinese pharmaceutical company is funding Brady's defense. And all the experts have to do is suggest the possibility that Brady's a different man. So at this point, Montez is considering plea bargaining him to f- mm-hmm. uh, 10 to 15 years so he gets some prison time. Uh, and that's when they, they're they like, what about Lou? What about Lou? And then we fade to blue, I guess. I, why is it called fade to blue? I don't know. I understand why the last one was called Walk Like a Man. Right. But I don't know why this one is called fade to blue. And that's it. That's a wrap. We don't know what's going on with Jerome. Right. So which is fine because, like I said, is, okay. they know they've got another season coming. So just, you don't it, have to wrap I, everything up. I would you have loved don't to have to. something in the direction of we've gotten this big emotional scene with his father, who, as close as I can recall, only appears twice in the entire season. Um, we, yeah, if that. We, well, I think he, he was at the homecoming party. So we don't know what Jerome is doing with his Yeah, school. I believe that's right. We don't know what... Um, what all is happening there, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just that there's so many loose ends here. And so many things. And again, the, the one that really got to me was, why did you bring up all these special abilities he has if he just winds up in a courtroom drama? that He could be anybody, that, you know, um, and getting shot in the face. And this is how it ends. Did you? So that's the other thing is, so I didn't. Okay. 
minor spoiler alert for season three, although not really. Mm-hmm. When you Google Lou Linklater's Mr. Mercedes, the first fucking thing that comes up is her in orange jumpsuit. And I'm okay. like, oh, what the fuck did she do? And now we know what the fuck she did. Right. Uh, because she is arrested immediately on the spot. She is taken yeah. into custody. Well, right. She can't right. Say she didn't do it. Right. Maybe right. she was a different person when she did it. Maybe. I would argue something along the lines of temporary insanity. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I don't know if the Chinese will pay for her thing. Right. It, it is a bit of a bummer, although I, I do like the spite of putting a bullet through the brain that he wanted to have somebody study right. and that they wanted to have somebody study. You know, Cora was like, I said this to mm. They show her face, the look on her face, and you know all she's thinking is, stock options, my money. <laughs> I just, I just heard Dennis Hopper in my head. Yeah. This is about money. This is about my money. This is about money to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not know that she is the daughter of Debbie Boone, the singer. I don't know who Debbie Boone is, Debbie so I didn't know to tell you that. the singer. She um, sang You Light Up My Life back oh, okay. in the day. And she's the daughter of Pat Boone. Oh, okay. And she's a Ferrer. Well, I know yes, who that is. Those Ferrers. Yes. I just know that she was on Jose Grey's Ferrer, Anatomy. Rosemary Clooney, uh, Miguel Ferrer, George Clooney. She's a part of that. Fa- or the convergence of the Boones and the Ferrers, which is, I think... I'm like, oh, okay, sort of like with Jack Houston, there's these other second and third generation actors who show up. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the end of this. Uh, I'm not mad that it didn't wrap everything up because I know that there's another season coming. And I'm I'm fascinated with the fact that they... This happens, I presume, at the end of the third book. If, mm-hmm. I, I, Like I said, I haven't read the books in a while, and I might want to reread them if I could, like I said. It's that whole attention span longer than three and a half minutes thing, which is a uh, rough go these days. I do my best reading on trains. I don't take many of those. Uh, indeed, yeah. But how you call next season Mr. Mercedes anything is uh, c- confounding because he's dead. And like... For real this time. Well, that's why I thought that the um, the actual track would be that he somehow escapes and exists as some kind of ghost in the machine. And that would be the way to continue That's that. a possibility. But all the possibilities, because I kept running through alternative endings for this, right? I was going, okay, uh, Nancy Travis' character. Another woman who got short shrift to Lou. Right. Ugh. I mean, she got short shrift the whole time, but like... But I was thinking, she's going to stay out of his life, and he's going to wind up just paying for Holly to go to Ireland, because she never goes anywhere. I thought, okay, that would be a really nice ending. Or Jerome is able to get the money to blah, blah, And I was just looking at all these possibilities, and none of those things happened. But you don't know that those things happened. They just didn't talk about them in this. But I just don't understand what we're, what are we doing next? What are we doing next season? Y'all, what are we doing next season? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a copycat killer named Mr. Mercedes, or calls himself Mr. Mercedes. I that mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. 
I do think, though, if you're going to take this huge science fiction arc, you should do something with it and have that effect. Other than... Mm. Yeah, and then he gets shot in the face, like anybody else. It's like, well, then why did he have all these superpowers? But, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird. I don't think it really resolved things the way I wanted it to, or period, <laughs> at all, mostly. There's not a lot of resolution. Yeah. I do like to see Bill there at the end painting his bad turtle painting. It was loverly. I'll paint a turtle to you. We'll compare turtle paintings. And uh but I do like the empowerment of Lou. I mm. think Lou is a folk hero. I think Lou needs to be released. She uh, needs to be on a stamp. Uh, yeah. Let's put her on a stamp. Ohio stamp. That's not how stamps work. Right? There are like state specific stamps. Yeah, I think there are. Well, are there? I don't know. I don't even know. I'm dumb. Uh, but yeah, that was, I was just like, <gasps> I was pretty surprised when she pulled that gun out. Well, it surprised me because there were so many other directions for it to go in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that's it. That's Mr. Mercedes season two. I, like I said, okay, let me do season three, not season 23. There's 23 seasons we have it's to It's coming through? to Peacock March 4th. That's great. Okay. Third and final season will appear on the Superdreaming service. Stephen King thinks it's the best season of the show. Uh, it's based on the second book, Finders Keepers. Watch for Bruce Stern. He's great. Bruce Stern? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Kate Mulgrew is going to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I do like her. And Brett Gelman. So, yeah, it's going to be available to stream. I don't know if we have access to that. We may have to watch it on our computers. Okay. Because I, I think our TV doesn't have a Peacock app. Our smart TV doesn't recognize that as a thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure it out. It's okay. not it's not available to buy on Amazon Prime even, which is what we've done. Right. Well, we um, have Mr. Mercedes currently. Yeah. We, we purchased the seasons on... We could buy it on DVD. But I don't see a streaming option on Amazon right now. So, yeah. But we can get a DVD or Blu-ray. Okay. So that's also an option. But, 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 Mr. Mercedes is not the next thing we're going to watch. What is the next thing we're going to watch? Oh, something different than Mr. Mercedes. Okay. Bye, Bill. What are we going to watch? Pet Cemetery. The remake, the... 2019 remake, which right yeah. now I think is on our DVR. It's on our DVR. I recorded it specifically for this purpose, along with Clue and... Um, oh, you still haven't... I haven't Y'all, Clue. Lemuel has never seen the movie I've Clue. I've never seen Clue. Do you know if this Clue has the multiple endings? You don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, maybe we'll watch Clue at some point. Okay. I think you'd like it, actually. I, 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 I feel might. like it's your jam. Alright, so yes, between... Mr. Mercedes season two ending and Mr. Mercedes season three hopefully starting. Mm-hmm. We have three movies to get through. Okay. And those three movies are Pet Cemetery, It Chapter Two, all right. and In the Tall Grass. In the Tall Grass. Uh, we have seen all of these movies. Yes, we have. So these will be rewatches, but I'm pretty excited about it. And let me give you a rundown of the rest of Stephen King because it's not that much. Okay. Mr. Mercedes Season 3. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep. 
Okay. Castle Rock Season 2, The Outsider and The Stand. And then, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, that's what you think. Uh-oh. I'm sure there's going to be something before That's the then. thing. Just I'm like, I don't... The Stand gets us through maybe mid-August. Mm-hmm. We have not watched The Stand, I should say. Yeah. Um, the, the CBS the All Stand, Access yeah. show. Uh, largely because we knew that we were going to be finishing the season with it. And we didn't want to miss it. We didn't... We didn't want to watch a thing for a second time that we didn't like, and we didn't want to skip it because we didn't want to see it. Now, is it definitely going to be terrible? No. (laughs) Maybe we'll like it. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, right now, I'm trying to see. It is, there is a possibility that we could watch a new episode, the new series Creepshow, which is Mm -hmm. on Shudder. Okay. They did an episode based on Grey Matter, which is based on a Stephen King short story. So maybe we should watch that in there as well, somewhere in this thing that was also in 2019. Eight things in wow. production or TBA that have distribution, so are being made. That's the Institute, uh, Chapel Weight, which is based on Jerusalem's Lot. It's an epics. Um, production the jaunt which is based on the short story of the same name joyland uh which will be a free form original which is based on the novel of the same name mm-hmm. lisi's story based on the novel of the same name revelations based on the short story the revelations of becca paulson which is going to be on the cw sleeping beauties which he co-authored with it's a novel he co-authored with his son owen uh which will be an amc uh production and the 10 o'clock people based on a short story of the same name. So those are the things currently TBA. There's also an untitled Pet Cemetery prequel um, that Paramount Plus is producing. Wow. There's also an HBO Max show, which I believe J.J. Abrams is working on, but I might be wrong about that, called Overlook, which is a spinoff of The Shining and Dr. Sleep. I don't know when that takes place, but that's going to be an HBO Max series, I believe. It's a television. Even once we're done with Stephen King, when new things come out, I think we'll probably, we'll probably have to just yeah, yeah. come back to it. But uh, so this, you know, the stand gets us, as I say, through about August. And then I don't know what we're going to watch. I have no idea. We are open to suggestions. Part of me wants to watch Mad Men. <laughs> But mostly because I've been listening to that podcast, Magnus, the Magnus Archives. Archives, And there is an AMC Plus ad that is read by somebody who does not sound like they've ever heard of the shows Breaking Bad and Mad Men because of the Mad Men. Or like the way that he says it is so odd. Every time I hear that ad and it's at the beginning and end of every episode, so Mm -hmm. I'm listening to a bunch in a row, I'm hearing it back to back over and over again. (laughs) Makes me think I should watch Mad Men. It should be. We started Mad Men. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of episodes in and then there was just so much else to see. Uh, I've also seen the first season of Breaking Bad, but nothing further, and Mm -hmm. I don't remember it. I've never seen any of The Sopranos. I've watched the first season of The Wire, um, but not not the following seasons. Never seen Deadwood. Um, there are some other shows like uh, what is that Michael Chiklis show? The the 
shield. The commission? Not the commission. The, the shield, which is supposed to be very good, uh-huh. which I've also not seen. Uh, we could also do a season very much like uh, Blank Check, where we watch a director's oeuvre or an actor's interesting. thing, like uh, Denzel is the greatest actor of all time, period, <laughs> where they watch all of the Denzel Washington movies. Uh, so we could do something like that. So we have, there are many options. If you have an idea or something you'd like us to do, let us know. You can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com to tell us that. I'm going to do the plugs now, and then we'll do recommendations. Plugs first, then recommendations. Uh, Email us, latecomerspod at gmail.com. Tweet at us at latecomerspodcast. Nope. At latecomerspod. Or look for us on Facebook. Uh, realistically, I'm an old, and that's probably the easiest place to find me. Uh, you can find us by searching for Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. Before we leave, because I got overzealous and excited, y'all watch with us for next week, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is easy. It's a uh, two-hour commitment. It's a two-hour commitment, yes. Uh, 2019. It's interesting because it's different it's different from the other film version it is they made some narrative choices right uh and there's john lithgow who right. doesn't love a john lithgow who's really committing to a accent <laughs> that's what i'll say uh do you have anything you'd like to recommend um as I, well i don't have anything new <gasps> do you have anything old i have something old i uh, is it borrowed <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> what did I do? My, uh, <laughs> uh, a good, good friend, um, who, you know, who's a house guest, left behind some of her things um, a long time ago at one of our places. And among them was the collected uh, episodes of Ray Bradbury Theater. Oh, cool. And so I, uh, these are all short stories adapted from Ray Bradbury's huge catalog of work. Indeed. And Bradbury, everyone, I think, people are, well, everyone's familiar with him because of the Martian Chronicles or Fahrenheit 451, um, those kind of works. And he was really diverse. He wrote drama, he wrote romance, he wrote poetry, he wrote screenplays, he wrote stage plays, he wrote a lot of horror and science fiction. What people don't, might not realize, um, who, because he's not, uh, aside from the summer reading list books that everyone's familiar with, that he wrote a lot of short stories. Oh, yeah. And so That's this, all I've ever read, actually, right. I think. So this that can't be right. <laughs> is, um, it was produced for cable television years ago. And I think the first season were on HBO, and the next one uh, season, or it was produced on HBO for two seasons, I think, and then went to the USA, which was a fun network back in the day. I don't even know if it's still around. What's it called? Ray Bradbury Theater. And what's crazy is the cast of actors in here, especially at the time I just wound up watching Drew Barrymore in uh, The Screaming Woman. It was just like, it was just surprising to see her. And of course, there's all sorts of actors in it. These are, um, you have the discs in your hands. Right, I do. But they are available streaming on Amazon for free uh, with Amazon Prime for free with ads. Mm. Also, weirdly, on Peacock and Vudu. So oh, you can get yes. these uh, some of yeah. these episodes. Jeff Goldblum, Peter O'Toole, Eugene Levy, Shelley Duvall, 
Elliot Gould, William Shatner. There was just an amazing cast of actors. Oh, they're so short, too. It's a half an hour show, so they're like 23 minutes long. Yeah, so the thing is that it's a lot of fun to watch. And there are six seasons. Yeah, because he wrote a lot of stuff. I guess so. I mean, and it ranges everywhere from, like, Drew Barrymore playing the the girl detective and the screaming woman to something as really horrifying. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the stories like The Small Assassin. Small Assassin? The Small Assassin about a child who's born without a conscience. So its first directive is to kill its parents. And this is an infant. And so, and then stories like Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's like that movie that we watched, the Vivarian right, movie Vivarian. that we watched. <laughs> oh yeah, his ideas are also very Oh, indeed. Yes, of course. Um, the Sound of Thunder. There's an mm-hmm. adaptation of that. I'm not sure how that's going to work on the small budget and technology, but Sound of Thunder is one of my favorite stories ever. Tyrannosaurus Rex is another one, um, which was dedicated to his dearest and best friend, Mr. Ray Harryhausen. And it's about a stop-motion animator who's being pushed under budget. Oh, well, he's constantly having the budget taken out from him by a, a cheap producer, and so he subconsciously starts making the, the lead villain of this film, this Tyrannosaurus Rex, to look more and more like the film producer. So in the end, it's obvious to anyone who sees it, wait, that's, you know. But, and again, it's just a really funny story that's a really funny dedication to somebody who yeah. was his very best friend in life. Yeah. Um, and there's also, apparently, if you watch enough Harry Housen, you'll see tips of the hat to Ray Bradbury as well. But, uh, yeah, there's just a whole lot of fun stuff. And, again, it's very low technology, and it's more drama than anything else. I was in the position the other day of asking or talking to someone about the Twilight Zone. And how there's been three or four incarnations of the Twilight Zone after Rod Serling died. And yeah. that none of those really hit the mark. There was what? one that was more successful, but they all kind of fall short. Because Rod Serling really, the projection of He's his personality. He's a singular mind, yeah. Right. Um, but with Ray Bradbury Theater, he actually appears in the episodes. Oh, sometimes doing like the, Alfred, Hitchcock. Well, Alfred Hitchcock. Sometimes he's doing little dramatic gags. Sometimes he just he does the intros. But it's fun to watch him too because you get a sense that because in this case, no matter who's producing it, it all has the dramatic thread or the uh, thematic thread rather of Ray Bradbury's work to sort of pull it along. So you see a lot of his sort of feelings about compassion for humanity. Him telling stories about, I mean, he really, it, um, one of the stories on, um, in The Martian Chronicles that was added to it is a story about a group of African American colonists who go to Mars and they leave behind the clan who now has nobody to hate and they start devouring themselves. The Pretty fact, okay with it. But the fact <laughs> that he wrote that, you know, yeah, no, it's true. Mexican immigrants and their, so, yeah, there was just a lot of, he was an L.A. writer who really lived a part of the experience of all the cultures he could find. And so that's one of the things that makes him unique. And then also this wickedly weird imagination. Yeah. But uh, but anyhow, so that's what I'm, I'm going through right now. What about you? Uh, I will recommend a movie that I saw mm-hmm. on, I believe it's on Hulu. It's called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. It's about a young man who is audio-obsessed. A senior in high school, and he finds out that he has some tumors that are going to require him to have some surgeries that is going to render him deaf. And he goes on a road trip to make a playlist of sounds. Uh, Also, there's, of course, a girl involved. Of course, there's a girl. And uh, it's a very sweet movie. Uh, I 
was a little concerned that they were going to do the you before me thing where they're mm. like, I just want to die if I can't hear because my life will be nothing. And I'm like, there are millions of people who wholly contented, whole human beings who 